This is Bob Morris in Desert Horticulture. Today I would like to talk to you about the spacing between plants, whether you're growing a hedge or whether you're growing them as separate shrubs or trees, all this and more. On today's Desert Horticulture, I received a question from a reader and uh, I want to address the question first, but I also want to address the question about spacing of plants. How far do you keep a tree from a house? How far do you keep plants separate from each other? If we want to make a hedge, what is a hedge? Um, and what is the definition of a hedge? And how do we prune them differently than... So there's a whole bunch of questions in here, but the question that was sent to me was, I want to make a hedge using dwarf upine, Podocarpus macrophyllus mackay, in a planter box. Will that work for three or four get plants? What size do you recommend for at least three to four plants to make that hedge? Uh, first of all, Podocarpus mackay is the dwarf form, and I'm not sure whether the mackay is is variety is um, mackay is M A K I, single quotes around it, which means it's a variety of Podocarpus macrophyllus. The Podocarpus macrophyllus itself, if you don't get a variety name like Mackay, uh, it's normally a pretty big plant. The, I, I don't remember the, the size of the plant, but it, it's, it's very slow growing, but it can reach heights, I think, well over 40 feet tall. So it's not a great plant to be using. The, the Podocarpus macrophyllus is not a a good plant to be using in a yard, in a small landscape yard, unless you're using some of the dwarf forms like Mackay. <clears throat> Mackay, I believe, is a dwarf form. I'm not sure if it's a dwarf form because of its slow growth rate. All of the Podocarpus uh, macrophyllus are slow growing. They don't get very tall very quickly. Or the Mackay itself, I, I'm not sure if it's a, it, it, they say it's a genetic dwarf. So anyway, they, they want to use this um, dwarf upine mackay in a planter box. The next thing that comes to mind in a planter box, and we're going to get to these other, other questions, other points in a little bit, but the pa planter box for a mackay better be fairly large. I mean, this is not a small shrub. As soon as we start putting plants into planter boxes or, or containers, we have to manage them a little bit differently. So they're not going to be managed the same way as if they're planted in the ground. Their water needs are going to be different, and also they're going to run out of soil. Unless we refortify that soil periodically with some form of compost and build it back up again. And that can be, you know, can be as simple as uh, adding some steer manure, but anything to add the compost back to that soil because that's what's going to disappear. If you if you've got the soil if you've got the soil already in a planter box or container, it's it's going to run out at some point in time. So we've got to make sure we re, we reinvigorate that soil. Otherwise, it's we're going to be in trouble. So we'll do that in planter boxes or containers either by removing the plant itself and trimming off the roots and then possibly trimming the top back as well in planter boxes or containers. And I'm not saying for this one necessarily, but we also have to make sure that the soil is built back up. We don't really know 
Well, how do you do that? We don't really know how often to do it, but I would say if you're adding every two or three years, if you're adding some sort of organic uh, amendment to the soil, like compost is, you're going to be building it back up. You just don't want it to run out, run out of it. And that's the problem with when we cover the soil with rock, is that at some point, if the, if the people planting those plants did it the right way, they're going to be planting it most likely with amendments in the soil, because that's the way it was grown in the container, usually. So when you buy plants from nurseries and containers, that's amended soil. Why? Because they want it to grow faster. They want it to get up there in size as quickly as possible. So when you plant plants in the landscape, the soil is also amended. And it's it, it's amended to the point where it's fairly similar to the soil, somewhat similar to the soil that was used inside the container. So that the when the plant roots begin to grow in the surrounding soil, it it looks, it feels for the roots somewhat similar. It gets off to a good start. And maybe some of the mistake, and I, I'm deviating a little bit here from the topic, but some of the mistakes that are made at planting time is not using amendment at all or using a very poor amendment or or using not enough of it. Generally speaking, we're, we're looking at trying to amend the soil about 20-25% at planting time. So in other words, you're taking that soil without anything in it. I mean, it's a raw soil, and and you're amending it. You're adding amendment to it about 20-25%. In, in other parts of the country where there aren't desert soils, that's not as necessary. The soil is high enough in organic content where it's not going to make any difference. But when we're talking about desert soils, typically they're not low in soil. So in growing this hedge, for instance, spacing is going to be very, very important. And the spacing of maci is going to probably be about three feet apart, so they'll grow together. I'm guessing a little bit, because maci, like I said, is a genetic dwarf. It's supposed to only get five or six feet tall. It's an evergreen shrub. So, But it doesn't handle the heat all that well. It, it handles the heat the temperatures that we have, but when you put it in hot locations, such as south or west-facing areas, parts of landscape, and then cover the soil with rock, you're asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble. If, because eventually, whatever that was planted with is going to run out. Whatever soil amendments were added to the soil at planting time is going to run out. And the rock, if you're covering the soil with rock, it's it's not going to help help those plants. Those plants are going to start to yellow. They're going to start to turn. They're going to this this the pH of the soil, the alkalinity of that soil is going to start to rise over time. When you add that soil and it's starting to decompose, add amendments to that soil and the it's lowering the soil pH. It's lowering the alkalinity into around in desert soils around seven and a half to maybe eight. But that pH, that alkalinity will start to rise as that soil amendment starts to disappear. And it's burned off. It's used up. It starts to dissolve. It starts to amend that soil. And usually that stuff is gone in three to five years after planting. And if that plant 
cannot tolerate rock on top of the soil surface very well. Like Podocarpus can't, and roses can't, many of the plants, fruit trees can't, many of the plants that we use in the landscape can't handle rock on the surface of the soil. And it's not so much the temperature and the location as much as it is the soil amendments. It's dissolving into the soil. And the Podocarpus macchi, kind of self-pruning. Yeah, the Podocarpus itself, you don't really have to touch it much. So if you grow them about three feet apart, they'll start to touch each other in a few years. There's going to be some gaps in there. It's slow growing. So Macai is a genetic dwarf. So unless you buy something that's fairly big to begin with, it's not going to, it's not going to really, it's not going to, uh, it's not going to give you much of a hedge. And then for the hedging itself, the, if we're talking about other plants besides Podocarpus used as a hedge, those that you prune every year, those that typically what we're trying to do is trying to make the hedge a little bit wider at the bottom than, than it is at the top. And the reason for that is because they're older. The plant is older as it's towards the bottom and it's younger towards the top. So we want it to be a little bit wider to account for that age at the bottom. Not a lot, just a little bit. And you can use a hedge shears if it's going to be hedging. On Mackay, though, it's really self-pruning. It's really not much that you can do to it. You just have to plant them at the right distance. So I'm guessing if they're putting them in a planter box that they're probably going to block some they have some privacy issues that they're going to be using it for. Oh, the other option that you can have is you can put them very close together if you buy them small and just at some point remove every other one. So, for instance, you could put them a foot apart if they're only a foot, foot and a half tall, and they'll block for a while. But eventually, they're going to start encroaching on each other's space. So you've got to remove them to, to give them that space. So if you put them a foot, foot and a half apart. If you remove every other one, they'll be three feet uh, apart. But I wouldn't do that until they're about three feet tall, which for Podocarpus, that may take a few years to get that kind of height. A lot of it has to do with fertilizer, but it's a slow-growing plant. Not like some other plants can be fast-growing, like the desert plants. And I'm thinking right now of, uh, of Texas Ranger, Texas Sage, which is a native plant to the desert southwest, it makes a pretty good screen. It makes, and it takes a head shears pretty well. The green cloud and the gray cloud varieties, that single quotes around them, will get about six to eight feet tall. So they're planted about three feet apart. That means they're going to grow together. That means they're going to grow together. So what if you've got a tree, for instance? Well, you, the key to this is looking at what their maximum height's going to be. And determining, in the case of Podocarpus, determining whether it's fast-growing or slow-growing. In the case of Texas Ranger, it's fairly fast-growing. It's not like Podocarpus, which is very slow-growing. It's not... Uh, so the Podocarpus may... You may plant them a little close. You may elect to want to put them... Buy, buy them small, put them close together to get the effects when they're young, and then remove every other one. But ultimately, you want to end up with something that's about three feet apart in the hedge, in the hedge-wise. Podocarpus, like I said, doesn't, doesn't take any hedge pruning. 
but uh, the Texas Ranger does, and many of the other plants we use, like buxus, like uh, boxwoods, that we use for hedging, they will take a head shears. They'll take it very well. Others won't take a head shears. They won't allow you to hedge prune. But remember, too, if you plant them, like, for instance, I'm going to go back to Texas Ranger, for instance, you can grow them either as a formal hedge, and that's the difference, or an informal hedge. A formal hedge is a hedge that's pruned. And I, like I said, it's pruned a little wider at the bottom than it is at the top. Hedging can, and there are plants that can take that kind of hedging, and there are other plants that can't take that kind of hedging. Texas Ranger, Texas Sage, is one of those plants that can take a hedging, or it can be grown as either a formal or informal hedge. The spacing is going to be about the same, about six feet apart on the Texas Ranger, Texas Sage, those varieties called uh, green cloud or, or gray cloud. That'll get a little bit taller. Some of the shorter varieties, the dwarf varieties of Texas Ranger, you'd put them closer together. So look at their maximum height. Uh, if they're going to be only four feet tall, then they're going to be about two feet apart. About two feet apart. If you're going to grow them together as a hedge. If they're going to be three feet tall, then you put them about maybe a little under three feet apart. They'll grow together. In an informal hedge, they can be a little spaced a little further apart, maybe that three foot. When they're grown as a formal hedge, a little closer together if you're going to be pruning them, if you're going to be pruning them with head shears. So it just depends on the plant and how fast it grows and how you want to space them. Think it through. But ultimately, you've got to know what their, what their mature height is going to be. So look at those labels. Look at those labels and see if you can do that or not. You've got something like Japanese blueberry, which can handle some heat, it's a little bit like Podocarpus in that regard. In a little bit, it's not. Because the maximum, well, Podocarpus, the Texas blueberry, for instance, which is pushed a lot, it's not, we don't have a lot of history with it. But it can handle the heat, but it doesn't handle south and western exposures very well. So when you put them out by themselves somewhere and they just get bombasted, bombarded with all this heat and, and sunlight, they don't do all that well. They're from Japan. They're Japan and Korea, Japanese blueberry. And these plants will get to be 40 feet tall. You better have a lot of space. You better. This is, this is a tree, Japanese blueberry. Texas Ranger, you can make them into the green cloud, green cloud and gray cloud. You can prune them any way you want to. If you want to keep them as a shrub, then, then you'll have a lot of stems coming from the ground. If you don't want, if you want a small tree that's six or eight feet tall, then pick three to five major stems or even one and keep it pruned out. Oleander can be made into from a shrub into a tree if you want to, but it's usually a multi-trunked tree. And the case of oleander, it's a fairly high water user, and it, but it can handle rock. It can handle rock fairly well. So you cover the soil with rock, but you plant it with amendment, and it'll be fuller if it does have amendments. 
What I like to see with rock, if rock is being used to cover the soil surface, I like to see that rock large enough so you can put down, first of all, if you need to walk in that area, it needs to be three-quarter inch or smaller for its ultimate size. But if you don't need to rock, don't need to walk in that area, then you can have a much larger rock covering the soil surface. And that really is pretty beneficial for a couple reasons. One, if you're using a large rock, you can put compost, add compost to the soil fairly easily and just hose it in. But if you're using small rock, three-quarter inch, half inch, minus, all that kind of stuff, then it's really hard to get it into the soil. It'll take several waterings with a hose. But anyway, getting back to these places, know your mature height. The farthest you want to plant trees and shrubs. If Let's say you're looking at a tree and you want a tree like European olive, which typically gets Swan Hill, let's say, gets 30 feet tall. Well, you'll want to have it 15 feet from the house. Does that, okay? If you put it 12 feet, it's going to require a little bit of pruning. Not a lot, but it's going to require some because you don't want it to hit the house. If you've got shrubs that are three feet tall, ultimately their mature height, then plant them three feet from the house and keep the soil next to the house as dry as possible. Remember in the desert, in our desert soils, where you apply water is where you encourage plant roots to grow. Where it, where there's rainfall, it doesn't make any difference. It, the plant roots are going to grow wherever, wherever. But so what I'm telling you is get them, get some spacing, get some spacing, and you can direct growth. That's what's really nice about our desert soils. You can direct the growth by where you put the water. <clears throat> so keep that in mind. Look at the maximum mature height of a plant. Get them spaced appropriately. Remember, if there are informal hedges or formal hedges, formal hedges, if you've got something that's four feet maximum height is four feet tall, then they're th three feet between the plants, and you can hedge prune them. If they are in informal hedge that is not going to be pruned, but or maybe pruned just periodically, so they just touch each other, then if their mature height is four feet tall, then plant them four feet apart for an informal hedge. For a formal hedge, a little bit closer. Okay? So... Remember that. Look at the mature height of plants and make your decision about the spacing of them. Well, I'm, I, I hope that was clear. <laughs> and the Podocarpus macai, um, the upine, the dwarf upine in a planter box. Remember, the additions of soil organic matter can be important periodically if it's covered in rock. Otherwise, if it's covered in wood chips, you don't have to worry about it too much because they're constantly uh, decomposing. At, uh, so it just depends on, on, on their mature size. If they're going to be six feet tall, then put them for informally six feet apart. Or with plants that grow very, very slowly, you can put them closer than that uh, and then remove every other one if you want to, and if you, if you <laughs> have the guts to later on. Okay. So, a lot of it is distance. I hear that, that uh, music playing, so it's time to say goodbye. 
Bye-bye. Look for me on my blog, Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. That's starting with an X. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter.